What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback out of the shotgun. First and 20. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, five-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman, Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who rips him down inside the 25-yard line. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, everybody, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. Now, every Monday, noon to one, if you haven't known by now, if you haven't put it together by now, come have lunch and enjoy a little bit of football talk, a little Husker talk, a little Husker sports talk in general. Obviously, I played football, so I tend to swing that way just a smidge, but I'll talk about anything that is Nebraska Huskers related every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Central. Come have lunch with me every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Central. A lot of things to talk about. I know the spring game is over, so people kind of tend to, easy for me to say, tend to take a little down period, so to speak. That's not what we do here on Adam Carricker on the ticket. It's not what we do every Monday from noon to one. It's not what they do on the ticket in general. There's always a plethora of things to talk about. Today, I want to talk about the transfer portal, a lot of transfer portal news from a week ago. Casey Thompson, we've enters the transfer portal. Logan Smothers, we've have, we have three quarterbacks in the transfer portal which leaves us now with three scholarship quarterbacks currently on the team. Could any of those guys potentially come back to the team? Okay, what's that look like depth-wise? What's that look like depth chart-wise? Let's talk about A.J. Allen, a talented running back, young guy coming back from injury who's got a bright future entering the transfer portal. That running back room is loaded. Is it still loaded? How does that affect us from a talent, overall talent, depth, and things of that nature perspective. Stephen Wynn Jr. enters the transfer portal again, the man who transferred here from Alabama. All right. Now he's, after a year here with Nebraska, enters the transfer portal again. I'm going to bring on Jordan Westerkamp, one of my personal favorite Huskers of all time and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet as well. He'll be joining me at 1230. And then we'll wrap up this show talking about some of the Huskers who were drafted this past weekend, Mr. Mr. O'Shawn Mathis, Mr. Trey Palmer, and some of the other guys, Vokalek and Nelson, guys who signed contracts as rookie free agents and what their teams, their future teams look like for them. But let's start right off the top. All right, and as always, you can send me your questions, all right, 402-464-5685. I will do my best to answer any and all questions as much as I possibly can 
each and every week. I want to talk about Casey entering the transfer portal. I did put up a gut reaction. If you missed that on my new YouTube channel over the weekend, go and check it out. I want to talk about Casey entering the transfer portal. But before I do that, make sure you stop by GE Landscape and Supply today through Saturday. This week, ladies and gentlemen, today through Saturday for spring landscape day sales with almost everything on sale. Get 15% off of mulch, 10% off of decorative rock, 20% off flagstone, 25% off decorative cobblestone, 50% off stone edging, and 10% off soil. Save up to 25% rain or shine from today through the 6th at GE Landscape Supply at 6701 Cornhusker Highway for the spring landscape day sale. Open Monday. To Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. All right. Casey Thompson entering the transfer portal. Now it seems kind of silly, but why? Why would he do this? Okay, the obvious answer is quarterback battle. He may or may not be the starter. This was his last chance to play college football. What if he doesn't end up being the starter? How does that affect his NFL dreams? How does that affect anything going forward? There's got to be other schools out there, right, that need a quarterback. There's got to be a landing spot for him. Okay, that's the easy answer. He did chat with Coach Matt, Coach Matt Rule, and his dad has come out and said he's not afraid of competition. And I believe that. I truly do. From what I understand, he's simply testing the transfer portal waters. There's a chance he could potentially still come back to the good old Nebraska. You never know what could happen. He's going to test these transfer portal waters. He's going to see what happens. If you're in Casey's shoes, why would you not do this? It only makes sense. College athletes are now also businessmen. Okay, everybody here has to make money. Everybody here has to put food on the table for their families. And I, I know we may not have a family just yet, but my point is, in some way, shape, or form, just about everybody out there is a businessman or businesswoman in some way, shape, or form. My wife, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not just making this up. She's not even going to hear this because she's busy with our younger kids at the moment. So I'm not even getting points for this in my own house. I will readily admit she has a way harder job than I do. What do I do? I watch Nebraska football. I watch Big Ten football. I talk about Nebraska football. I talk about Big Ten football. Gee, really hard gig, right? No, we have six kids. She stays at home and she takes care of the kids and she sets up our insane schedule, which includes 84,429 youth sports. And I rounded down for, <laughs> for that statement right there. She by far has a harder job, but trust me, in some way, shape, or form, she is a businesswoman as well as she's organizing our schedules, as she's helping me with the shows. She does a lot of the technological stuff behind the scenes in some of my shows that I do, whether it be the Chronicles, Character Live, whatever. We have wonderful people here at The Ticket. Mr. Rico does a phenomenal job helping me here. I could not do these things without people like that. So in some way, shape, or form, everybody is a businessman or woman to a degree. At some point, Casey Thompson is simply testing the waters. It makes a whole lot of sense from his perspective. All right, now. If he doesn't come back to Nebraska, if he does, that's obvious. We got two really good potential starting quarterbacks, great depth, two talented guys, multiple talented guys in that room already as well. But if he doesn't, where could he possibly end up? There's a few schools. Two that stand out to me the most, Florida and Auburn. Now, if he doesn't come back, my gut tells me he'd end up at Florida. Florida's just a better situation right now than Auburn is. All right, SEC, a team that does have talent. Okay, trying to get better, obviously, as Nebraska is. But that would probably be where he would end up if he doesn't come back to the Big Red. All right. Now, will he be back? That's the question. Let me know. Do you find folks think he will be back? 
right? Call or text 402-464-5685 and let me know your thoughts. My gut says he's probably going to find a landing spot elsewhere. I want to be clear. That is not what I'm rooting for. I would love to have him back here in the Big Red Nation. Okay. And I know he's not afraid to compete. But something just tells me he may end up somewhere else, possibly Florida. But we'll see what happens. It would be pretty phenomenally phenomenal if he'd come back to Big Red Nation after he tests the waters in the transfer portal. But we'll see what happens. All right. Now, as I mentioned before, we had had six scholarship quarterbacks. Now we're down to three. Three quarterbacks currently have their names in the transfer portal. Okay, Casey Thompson and Logan Smothers being two of them. Now, what about Logan Smothers? This is a guy that I have been a fan of, honestly, since before he stepped foot on campus. If you remember his recruiting class, he committed over a year before he signed that letter of intent. He was the first commit E in his recruiting class, never wavered, okay, never uncommitted, decommitted, went in, just stayed the whole time. Since he's gotten here, he's had to battle and fight with other guys, other guys who were brought in that, I don't know if you want to say, and he was fairly heralded, I mean, fairly high, high recruit, but other guys whose names were talked about more. Since the day he got here, I think is the best way I could put that, and all he's done is battle, not complain. When he's gotten a chance, okay, I remember that Iowa Black Friday game. Coach Frost grew, drew up a great game plan for him, and he played well. Okay, And there were a couple times last year when he got in the game. I believe Michigan was one time when he got in. Didn't look great. I do believe he was a little banged up that game. But he's a guy that I've just rooted for. Just goes about his business. Just does his thing. Okay, The coaches did mention if he wanted to come back, they would embrace him with open arms. So maybe Logan Smothers is a guy that potentially comes back. That would excite me very much. Okay, If Jeff Sims is our starting quarterback, all right, and the other guys that are – and there's other guys – Always respect to walk-ons. Whoever steps up and wins that starting job, I do not care. Other guys on scholarship in that quarterback room right now are named Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg. Okay, if Logan came back, that would give us four guys. That would give us an individual, Logan Smothers, who fits a potential Jeff Sims-type offense pretty well. Similar skill sets. Okay, a quarterback who can make plays with his feet, who's, who's dynamic with his legs, who can throw the ball as well. So if Jeff were to be the starter potentially in this situation, all right? And if Logan were the backup, you could have less trepidations about running with Jeff because if he gets banged up, who do we bring in that's got a similar skill set? Here comes Logan Smothers, okay? You could have a backup that can run a very similar offense. And I'm not saying Chubba or Heinrich aren't talented because Lord knows they are. I hope things start to slow down a little bit for Chubba. You can see he's got physical ability. You can see he's got a big arm. Obviously, his brother is a pretty good player as well, so you know it's in the genes. But they did talk last year about how the game seemed really fast for him at times. He's a young player. That's okay. That's allowed to happen when you're young. Hopefully, it slows down. Okay, hopefully, it slows down as he gets older for him mentally and his physical tools that he has can start to take over rather than the speed of the game right now is kind of obvious what stands out when you watch him play, okay? And he'll mature and he'll develop. Hopefully, he can do that sooner rather than later. Okay, you look at Heinrich Harburg. I've been, here's another guy I've been a fan of since the day he stepped on campus. Big frame, big arm, much faster than people think. I, I, I watched a practice, I want to say it was about a year and a half ago, about two falls ago. And I just happened to, in this particular practice, Stick around and watch the quarterbacks after the team broke down. The quarterbacks 
got together and they ran gassers. And I've shared this story before. If you've heard it, I apologize. Just bear with me. All right. They ran gassers afterwards. Now, it wasn't a ton, so it was a bit of conditioning, but there was also some speed to it. Obviously, the more you run, the more conditioning it is. The less you run, the more it's about speed. Heinrich beat all of the quarterbacks on that particular day, which I believe Adrian Martinez was in that group. I don't remember if Luke McCaffrey was still here or not. I, I don't believe he was, but I could be wrong. Again, this was at least a year and a half, if not two years ago. Heinrich Harburg beat them all in a half gasser. Half gasser is the width of the field and back. So 53 and a third yards and, a, and back. So just over 106 yards. 106 and two-thirds for all you math majors out there, which I was not. Okay, so he's got better legs, better speed than people realize. He's got a big arm, big potential, big ability. Another young guy. Okay, a lot like uh, Purdy, if you will. I don't know if the game moves quite as fast for Harburg mentally as it does for Purdy at this moment in time. But if Logan were to come back, it would put my mind at ease. Because if he doesn't, and we don't bring in another quarterback, okay, right now we have three guys on scholarship. Again, a, a walk-on could always step up. I'm always looking out for them walk-ons. And I want to talk, hopefully, with V-Jack next Monday. He dodged me again this week. He's running scared. I don't blame him. Hope you're doing well, V-Jack. I hope he joins me next Monday. We can talk about that tight end room. Two uber-talented tight ends, yet it was a walk-on that stood out in the spring game. So I want to talk to the man who's an expert and knows more about tight ends than I could ever imagine, Mr. Vershawn Jackson. Hopefully next Monday here about our talented tight end room and who just might actually step up as our top one or two tight ends. But if you got three, three quarterbacks on scholarship, okay, and one of your starter is a guy who leads with his legs. I don't – Jeff can throw. Okay, he's obviously a pure dual-threat quarterback. Casey was a little bit more arm first, but could run when called upon. He had several rushing touchdowns last year. But if you don't have, per se, a backup quarterback that can step right in and run a similar offense, and you got to change things, it makes it harder on your offense because now you have to run different plays for different quarterbacks, which isn't a bad thing as long as they've got some similar skill sets. But it makes you hesitant, especially if your starter, in this case, potentially Jeff Sims, is noticeably better than the next guy in line your number two quarterback. And if he's noticeably better than your number three quarterback, it makes it, it makes you more hesitant to run with your quarterback. And if your quarterback, one of his major strengths is his legs, and you're hesitant to use his legs, obviously it limits your offense. We need someone we can at least step in to be a viable number two, whether it's Purdy, whether it's Harburg, whether it's someone else, whether it's a transfer portal guy. I don't care. It does not matter to me. What I saw from last year, Casey Thompson was clearly our best quarterback. What I saw from the spring game, now that Casey's in the transfer portal, Jeff Sims is clearly our best quarterback right now. We need somebody, whether the guy's in the room already, whether it's a guy like Smothers and Thompson who comes back to the room, or whether it's a transfer guy who steps up. We need somebody who can step up and either compete for that starting job with Jeff or be a viable number two so we can have the full allotment of offense and plays that Matt Rule and Satter, Coach Satterfield want to call on offense. We don't have to be limited and worried about getting a banged up quarterback. Jeff has had some injuries in the past. Okay. Now, next guy I want to talk about, A.J. Allen. Hit the transfer portal. We all know this is an insanely talented guy. It was unfortunate he got banged up last fall, had an injury. Okay. Coming back from injury. You look at that running back's room. We had two rooms that stood out to me as being particularly loaded with talent. Talent quarterbacks Matt Rule even said this might be the most talented quarterbacks room he's ever been a part of in running backs after that spring game I lived it, I sat in this same seat spoke into this same mic and looked into the same camera and I talked about how we have Gabe Irvin 
A.J. Allen, Ramir Johnson, okay, Anthony Grant. Almost forgot our leading rusher from a year ago. That would have been a big faux pas on my part. Four guys who could legit start for just about any Big Ten team, probably 85 to 90% of them. What was going to happen? All right, A.J. hits the portal. That's all right. Wishing nothing but the best. All right, you still got Gabe, who rule is ranted and raved about. You still got Anthony Grant, who was the number one junior college player in the entire country two years ago, our leading rusher from a year ago. And Ramir Johnson, if you remember from a couple of seasons ago, when that running back's room was banged up, he became the guy and looked really, really good. We, have, we still have three really good running backs. It almost, it almost, I would rather have A.J. on the team. Let me be very, very clear. But it can almost be a blessing to clear up some space for the guys in that room for this reason. When you have so many talented guys, you, there's only one football. You got a quarterback with the ball. You got running backs. You got tight ends who want the ball. You got receivers who want the ball. Everybody wants the ball. We can't run the fumble rooski anymore. Sorry, old lineman. But when you start to clear out the room a little bit, and again, I'd rather have A.J. Allen on the team, to be clear. But there's always a silver lining. The silver lining is this. And we have other talented running backs in the room. But now, Gabe Irvin, Anthony Grant, Ramir Johnson. Okay? Those guys can get the ball more. Because what happens when you have a lot of talented guys, you get frustration in the room. And the frustration can be contagious. And then it can be contagious in a negative way. And it starts to be frustration throughout the room. Can that, can that possibly transfer over to other position groups and an entire side of the ball? You know, potentially, it's a bit drastic. But now you have at least, at least three guys with a whole lot of talent in that running back room. And only three guys you're trying to get the ball to. Maybe more. We'll see how the fall camp unfolds and who steps up and who doesn't. So maybe... Maybe it creates a little bit less frustration throughout that room. There can always be a silver lining, no matter how dark the cloud is. Okay, some clouds are darker than others, but there's always a silver lining. Kind of an unsolicited life lesson there, if you will, if you just look for that silver lining. Now, one other thing that's always stood out to me, when you have a bunch of talented guys, okay, punt returners, kick returners, and I know kick returns are kind of been limited in this day and age, but... Let's say Gabe Irvin and Anthony Grant are our top two backs and Ramir Johnson's not getting as many touches. Or maybe it's Gabe Irvin and Ramir Johnson and Anthony Grant's not getting as many touches as he wants. You can always put him back as a kick returner. You can always put him back as a punt returner. I would love to see Xavier Betts, an incredibly talented receiver who's trying, and we're all rooting for him, trying to put it together as, a, as an all-around player, as an all-around football player, all-around wide receiver. Just get the ball in their hands. Put him back to receive. Punt returns, kick returns. If you've got guys who are talented and you just aren't able to get the ball to everybody, put them back there. Let them do their thing. Get the ball in their hands in special situations. Use their talents and abilities. All right. So the transfer portal, one other guy I want to specifically talk about. We've had other guys that have entered the transfer portal as well. I'm not going to go through each and every single player in this day and age because that's all you talk about. So much love to everybody. Much respect. Best of luck to everybody who's entered the transfer portal. Okay, maybe some will come back. Maybe some won't. We'll see what happens. Obviously, we'll be chatting on that, about that each and every week. You're on Adam Carriker on the ticket on Mondays from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time. One other guy I do want to specifically talk about, defensive lineman, Stefan Wynn. Now, this was a four-star recruit out of IMG Academy coming out of high school. Now, you probably heard all this when he transferred to Nebraska a year ago. Heralded recruit. Spent his first four seasons at Alabama. Chose Bama, the Crimson Tide. For some reason, their mascot's an elephant. I don't know why. They chose them. He chose them over Clemson and Georgia. All right. During his four years at Bama, he had 16 tackles. During his season a year ago, 
with the big red. He had 22 tackles. So this was a guy that contributed with playing time on the field. Very talented. I don't know that I would really call him a dominant type player at this point. Okay. Why he entered the, I think some people were surprised to see him enter the port. I was as well. You know, whenever a guy transfers more than once, I think it's a little bit surprising sometimes. When you see a guy who probably was going to see more playing time next year and they choose to test the waters elsewhere, I think it's a surprise for people. When it comes to Stefan Wynn, why would he test the waters again? This is a big man. This is a talented man, an athletic man. I think most likely, I have not spoken with him, but my most, my best educated guess, I can't even say educated anymore. I always just naturally say educated. I said it one time on the Chronicles, and now it just comes out that way. So my best educated guess is he most likely didn't think he'd be a major contributor in a 3-3-5 type defense. Okay, that is being a former D lineman, looking at the 3-3-5, that is kind of what st- uh, stands out to me just a smidge as to why he may be testing the waters elsewhere. I know when I spoke to Garrett Nelson, when I interviewed him back in January, he said he'd met, uh, he'd met with Coach Rule, and maybe the 3-3-5 wasn't the best for his entire skill set, which is probably part of the reason he ended up going to the NFL. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on in this show. Again, Garrett N- Nelson, one of my uh, favorite Huskers that I've ever watched of all time. I'll never forget when I, when he first committed to Nebraska. I interviewed him. It was like 24, 48 hours after he'd committed. And I had asked a couple of players who had uh, – Wondell Robinson was a guy I'd asked. I, I, I had talked to you right away after they committed. And I always ask him the same question. What's the first thing you're going to do when you get on campus? And Wondell gave a great answer. said, I've never had a runza. I keep hearing about runza. I'm going to go eat runza. When he did it, he actually took a picture and tweeted it to me. All right. What Garrett Nelson said, again, there's no wrong answers here. But his answer was, I'm going to go get a workout in. First thing I'm going to do when I get, in camp, get on campus, I'm going to go get a workout in. I love that. That was a great answer. Runza's not a bad answer either. All right, Stephen Wynn Jr., very big, athletic, talented defensive lineman. I am curious to see where he lands and see if he can start to reach his full potential, hopefully, in the near, near future. Now, I have a couple of quick questions that I want to get to real quick. Jace B., do you think if Smothers comes back, that Casey definitely doesn't come back and vice versa? Yes. I think if Smothers comes back, Casey won't come back. If Casey comes back, Smothers won't. I'd be shocked to see them both come back. I would love if one of them would come back. Notorious B.I.B. Then we got to hit the commercial break, pay a couple of bills here. All right, Notorious B.I.B. Do you think Harbor could possibly be useful as a tight end or receiver? So I've heard him, him having a potential position change has been chatted about just a smidge. Uh, tight end, I don't know. Receiver, possibly. The dude's got a big arm. Give him a chance at quarterback. Those are just my thoughts. All right, don't go anywhere. I'm bringing back the man who had not one, but two of the most well-known catches in Nebraska football history. Mr. Jordan Westerkamp will join me after these messages. Don't go anywhere. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.